Hi, Jolly Boy. Hi, Harry Boy. Hey. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's coming to Christmas. Oh, can't wait. Harry? Yes? Welcome to Generico Airborne. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Hello and welcome to another week. Was that the intro? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd just do a quick one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another week of generic air porn. Right, let's oh, go. Let's beautiful. Go. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Um, so, day yes. three in the COVID den. How are you feeling? What's the status? Um, insanity. I can't describe it any better than that. Uh, okay. I really, I really, 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 really am done with this. Yeah. So what? So what's the PCR uh, test that came through? Have you, have you got it back yet? Let's not get into that business. <laughs> hey, hey, you know we're going to do two minutes of catching up time. So oh, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, it's positive. Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. But you know. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get you in the festive spirit today on yes. this podcast. Jingle bells. <laughs> that is that is one way. Yeah, we could we could definitely mm. sing some songs together. <laughs> um, households, uh, yes. Uh, house songs. But do you yeah, want to kick up? How is really... your household? Yeah, no, all good, all good. Uh, yeah, no, just um, obviously without COVID, um, which is which is, which is great. <laughs> That's what it liked. Yes, it's not a fuck you, but it's slightly a fuck you. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, it, it's all good. Josie's going out tonight mm. to see some friends. Uh, they've all done some tests and stuff like that. Um, but it's just a uh, quiet one for the rest of us in the house. Um, nice. And I plan for the next few days to just uh, eat, drink, and not do anything else. Which sounds Beautiful. lovely. Yeah, oh, you had some really exciting, beautiful news, which you can maybe get into. Uh, yes, I'm quite excited about that. Did you find any beautiful news? I did find some quite funny, beautiful news. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That's gonna be fun. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall okay. I start then? Yeah, you go. Beautiful news. Uh, uh, mine is that's, that's the best one yet. That was the best one yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I was going for more regal. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I could tell you might have rehearsed this before. And yes, uh, I'm. Yeah, I, I every week, every week is what I focus on. Um, most of all, that is the biggest thing I prepare for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah. what people come Go. here for facts. A perfectly preserved dinosaur embryo found in China. So, oh, nice! There's been a, there's been a lot of these uncovering recently. Uh, I'll get onto another one I found um, this week as well. Did you? You found some more? I, I mean, I found some more like uh, kind of fossilized, interesting mm. things. Um, but yeah, get onto yours. Well, they've done this, um, so it's the best ever of its kind they really have a really good idea of what this thing looked like in the egg and Mm -hmm. they know sort of the fur it had and they've done this absolutely remarkable 
render of it, it looks somewhat like uh, a baby chick curled up inside this egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing to see. It's, I mean, I was sort of hoping when I first read it that it was going to be like, and now we've got its DNA, but it's not that. <laughs> oh, um, damn it. Really, really want to get dinosaurs in our lifetime. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, do, don't you think that there's like a lab somewhere in the world, like a secret underground lab where they have all the like DNA of the dinosaurs and they just they just keep it there ready for some sort of like grand plan or like, I don't know, if we go into some sort of like Armageddon or something, they're like, you know, what, let's bring the dinosaurs back. <laughs> so this week out of Wuhan, we've discovered a pterodactyl is uh, lurking around eastern China. <laughs> I think bring pterodactyls back, you know, just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what so. They, what could they be used for? Um, uh, mail order items. <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, you know, oh, Amazon carrier. Amazon carrier pterodactyls. Amazon dactyl. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Oh my God, I can't believe you thought yeah. of that just off the cuff. Yeah. Um, just forget the forget the drones, man. Just yeah, actually. Uh, James, did you order an Amazon parcel? Yeah, why? I can't find Billy. <laughs> Help me, mommy! Oh, oh those bloody pterodactyls! I knew we should have gone with UPS and not Amazon dactyls. <laughs> their their theropods are so much more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's oh. good. I like that. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a giant millipede, uh, which was as long as a like is as long as a car, um, that must Ooh. have roamed around northern England. Uh, so yeah, a horrible like probably looking millipede. So it would be two and a half meters long, and it would weigh as much as fifty kg. So as much as a t- well small child, I guess. Um, Oh, that's horrible. So yeah, just imagine those just uh, slithering I'd around love to on. See that, I'd love to be walking around Northern England and see that. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, it would have had a nutrient-rich diet and may even been a predator feasting on other invertebrates or small amphibians. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they found it off the coast of Northumberland. And yeah, ingrained into the um, into the rock. I mean, it's very easy to see how massive it would have been. So that's pretty cool. Um, Dinosaurs are so men- just ridiculous. They are completely ridiculous. Um, there was this whole sort of world of completely different creatures uh, and, and waves of them waves of them and then they just got completely annihilated (laughs) they did get absolutely owned um do they know it's a um they're pretty sure it's a meteor now right they're pretty sure it's a meteor yeah i think Mm. yeah i think that was pretty clear but i mean god it must have been i mean that meteor must have been amazingly huge yeah, amazingly meaty, a meat feast of meteors. It's amazing. What's crazy? I just want to. I'd like to experience what it was like for um, the animals that survived. You know what I mean? So big, uh, big animals survived. Either they big animals survived, or they grew in size mm. 
from smaller animals, but you've got great whites and uh, crocodiles. That yeah, and they, some dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, the shocking amount of generations they must have. I know, and it, it would have been interesting to see sort of, kind of what sort of um, what sort of species they would have come from in terms of you know how differently crocodiles and sharks would have looked because I think some people say they wouldn't have looked too dissimilar maybe um a few well because I mean there's something ridiculous like 250 species of shark isn't there or like something or even more than that um so I think those are the ones that definitely survived the best underwater um Hmm. yeah those I wonder at what point uh, monkeys sort of came about and what point crocodiles came about. Mm, yeah. It's okay. interesting to think that no, you know, you sort of think of intelligence as being quite linear or like, uh, but the fact that they've been around so long and have not developed to our level. Mm makes you realize that there must be you know there's there's more to us than intelligence yeah exactly um but have you have so you ever they been can't to... communicate they can't talk it's interesting that a species that predates us so long never learned to use words to communicate yeah yeah um, yeah it's, it's, it's bonkers um but like have you have you been to like Lime Regis, Jurassic Coast. Have you ever like decided to like walk up along a beach there? Because oh, I really want to do that. Yeah, because you you can you essentially walk along somewhere along the Lime Regis coast mm. and just look down, pick up a stone, and like you'll just turn it over, and there'll be like a fossil like behind it, and like it's all very very common to find these sort of fossils. But apparently, this one for the millipede was discovered by um, a former PhD student who was literally just walking along the coast with his girlfriend. Mm and spotted um, just a large block of sandstone that had fallen from the cliff and he just decided to cut away at it and by fluke wow. he just he found the discovery so um, yeah I guess, I guess if, I guess if we really want to get into the weeds with this I guess let's do an episode from the Lime Regis the uh, what do you mean we could, <laughs> we could go fossil hunting in Lime Regis oh and, that'd be wicked and yeah, do a little do a little podcast and tell everybody of our finds. Oh, I'd love that. We could do um we could do our first official broadcast, so uh, a little video. All right, let's do it. Mm. All right. Um it's, it's done in the calendar. It's in the calendar. So uh, Charlie, if you could go back in time and see any one dinosaur, what would it be? Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. That's not you just. Know, I heard the other day, right? Or not the other day, a little while ago, that a Velociraptor, in actuality, didn't was exist. About the size of a large chicken. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did read that, but kind of yeah. pretended not. So to you see it, are going to be so gutted when you get there and you see <laughs> basically a, apparently quite a dumb turkey. A chicken dinosaur. Nice. Mm. But apparently they are the most intelligent. So, most intelligent of the dinosaurs who apparently the di- were thick as, thick as 
Yeah. They're, they're not much smarter in their fossilized forms, apparently. Oh, yeah. Nice. Lol. 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 Right. Yeah. Charlie, so, we've made a mistake. Why have we made a mistake? We started this episode, we didn't discuss a theme. That's all right. We can do a theme. We can do a theme. What are Let you, me get on to... Uh, do you have a New Year's resolution for 2022? Uh, no, so maybe we can dip into those. Mm-hmm. Um, What's yours? Get a six-pack? No, see, okay. So I think, like, before, also, mm-hmm. like, I'm very happy with my, like, non-six-pack. I know that I'll never be able to <laughs> get here. one. And I'm very, very happy with that. Um, because actually, apparently, getting a six-pack requires a shit ton of work, and I can't be bothered for that. Um, yeah, they really don't put that out there enough. No, no. You have to do tons of work and then you've got to maintain it. Yes, like, yes. yes you, yeah, so you can't have that extra mince pie next mm. Christmas. So, you know, don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, I think I want to become a little bit more organized. Okay. A little bit more organized. And I think mainly from like a, like a social and like work point of view, mm-hmm. uh, going to try and like concentrate just to become a little bit more organized. Um, I think with those sorts of things, because uh, a lot of the time what happens, especially in socials, I forget to note things down or like, social events mm-hmm. and then last minute I like double book myself and I always have to like let one of them down and it's always because I forget to write all these things down and I think that would definitely help with uh with work as well so, so yeah just like a few things like that to kind of like better your character in some sort of little beneficial way but mm-hmm. anything like material like I know I want to go to the gym or want to eat less or want to go on a like you know, a diet diet one Atkins diet and you can start yeah, no, I... now so you know if you've got a diet one don't wait till new year okay if diet's on your mind you've got to do it and then the other one is I want to um kind of create more um like out of the box memories out of the box memories, interesting. Mm, yeah, okay. I like that. So you know, not doesn't doesn't mean uh, I have to go away on holiday loads or I mean, go traveling. I mean, going for a walk at one a.m. or something on a weeknight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or decide to go for a run at like you know, like eleven o'clock or something. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What about you? I I love the out of the box memory one. Um, I thought I had something for this. Um, new Year, new, so New Year's res are, they are really, they're difficult. And I think a lot of them are quite kind of like personal. And I feel um, they're definitely quite hard to like pre-plan. I feel that I, I've, I, I know that they, a lot kind of spur the moment post New Year. You then, you then you figure out what are the things you want to kind of set in terms of like goals. But um, like if you picked up, uh, you know, every year, you'll have had an incident or, you know, something happen or you would have learned something new about the world 
um and it's a good time to go okay what is a reasonable way in which i can implement that so mm. for instance the last year you know this has been ramping up for a long time uh but i've been trying to work out what my relationship with meat would be because i love it i absolutely love it and i i'm not against uh animals dying for consumption what i am against is the just the the mass production industry mm. version of it you know the battery farms horrible conditions mm -hmm. i'm not for that at all um so just changing my habits like this past year has been quite successful i only go to butcher's shop to get meat now yeah i so i fully back that whole relationship with me from the butcher's angle i think uh the the times when you want to eat meat going to the butchers okay yes it's more expensive but one it's high quality it's almost farm to table or as close of like close as possible to that yeah. um and yeah you're you're cutting out a lot of the um unnecessaries yeah, yeah. i mean arguably you're using more carbon when you go to a butchers actually because i heard that in a video the other day but um and then the same, they, they make the same argument that it's less carbon footprint as well. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> damn it, um, damn it, damn it. Stop ruining my news resolution. You'll you never really be able to fully justify it for the environment and you'll never be able to fully justify that it's against it. But it's just, um, it, it's, for me, it's just an ethical thing. I don't like a sentient being uh, dying for no purpose and not having a good life. Mm. That being said, um, I still want to have meat. I think that there's an in touch with nature aspect to it. I think there's a necessity. We, we sort of nature has evolved around our meat consumption a bit. I think it's wrong to, uh, I think it's ignorant to think that we could just stop and, and disrupt nature in that way. Like uh, we have essentially, we've got wolves up in Scotland now and we've got wolves at Yellowstone National Park that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. If they aren't hunted, the balance of nature would be uh would be worse off yeah exactly so there needs there needs to be a sustainable um kind of animal animal uh, meat we have a good relationship with nature i think that it's just capitalism at work isn't it you know it's people you know, meet like me and you mm -hmm. we have more money now uh great supermarkets are more accessible and uh, but so are butchers shops and stuff like that and mm -hmm. more niche businesses and yeah. the more time we give them the more money we spend at them the more that the independent places will grow and mm -hmm. we'll still have these supermarkets there providing sort of the everyday bits and we don't we, we don't worry about the conditions that the tomatoes for ketchup go through exactly and i think like going going to the butchers right it kind of uh it kind of means that you have to plan your your meat meals for yes. that week and you start to potentially get a little bit more creative because you're like okay so i've bought this uh you know prime beef mints instead of doing you know a bulk spaghetti bolognese that you would usually do with supermarket mints i'm going to do something a little bit different i'm going to maybe um you know put it into i don't know uh create like a ragu or something like that just something that you wouldn't normally do and then that means you potentially also cut down a lot, I mean, a lot of meat. Supermarket meat as well, but I like to get uh, liver 
uh, to put in bolognese. Mm, Not too nice. much. And you blend it up with the tomatoes and stuff. Um, but it makes it so meaty, it's delicious. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn, what I, I would recommend. I wasn't sure when I first did it, um, but I served it to my friends. They all loved it. Then I told them there was liver in it at the end, and they're like, fuck you. Yeah, oh, God, oh, Christ. God. Wanted to vomit up, even though they'd just eaten it and said it was delicious. <laughs> I knew uh, I should vomit, so that was a good thing that I didn't. No, that's good. Um, yeah, telling them after. Yeah, resolution rather than, great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm completely in agreement with you there. Um, anybody can pay 50 quid to go to a gym um, and you know from what I've seen you know you sign up to a gym you do like the first few months and then you stop because you're like I can't keep this up because I, I came close to joining a gym about three years ago and I'm so glad I didn't I joined Brighton Outdoor Fitness yeah um, you've got to join you don't you shouldn't join I don't think a gym unless you're already into fitness um yeah. what you need yes. to do is get yourself into fitness into fitness of some sort yeah because going from zero to 100 is a little bit difficult when it comes to the gym without support um, friends there and yeah yeah so you've got to join a tennis group football group um, get yourself into sport a little bit but yeah if you're you more than two times a week at least yeah something almost with i guess no um no limit you don't want to be something that you're like even if you get really into it the most you're doing is once a week mm -hmm. i think you want to be able to go two three four five times a week if you're stressed you want that to be your outlet that's a such mm -hmm. a for me that's it's become a coping mechanism mm -hmm. um that's if what you had yeah yeah exactly um if you had one challenge to set yourself mm. for this year whether it be career-driven or personal, what would it be? I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be career-driven. Mm, okay. um, I think I'm at a point um, where um, I hope to progress at work, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I want to make work have space around my personal life so uh i don't know i i, I think it, i think there's a real chance that in the next 12 months probably in the you know i'll ride the next six months and see how things go but in the mm -hmm. next second half of those six, uh, six months would consider uh asking for something like a four-day work week mm. okay um, and experiencing that again because i have that in uh, coming out of lockdown, I had a three-day work week. Um, but you did. You, you did. I remember that. Yeah. If there are more people in the office, then I'll enjoy working in the office again. Okay. Um, and I do enjoy work, but the moderation is hard when an office is empty for as long as it is. Yeah, yeah. You need to. You need to have a kind of collaborative environment, especially mm -hmm. kind of like. With what, with what you do, you need to kind of almost like bump shoulders with people to kind of help get things I just, done. I just hate chasing people over email, Teams, WhatsApp, phone calls. I just feel like I constantly need answers and they're always mm. uh, a phone call away. Even when they're in the office, I've got to pester them three or four times to get my answers. Mm. But I prefer doing that in person. Yeah. 
because it, it, ha it has a different tone when it's in person compared to if it's just by email yeah also um, i can irritate the fuck out of them because i can stand right next to them they can say one minute harry i can stand next to them and do absolutely nothing until they answer my question yeah i enjoy doing that because it's because otherwise they say one minute you go back you get distracted they get distracted and tasks take can go weeks without getting yes done. simple yep. shit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway that's what i'm experiencing a lot of yeah I agree. Um, I think what, what that... would be for you <sighs> personal career. I know you, that you said organization and stuff like that. They they feel like they could fit into both. Yeah, I think this is actually for uh, for both. Um, I want to be able to. Um, I want to read more. Now, it's not a challenge because it doesn't, you know, mm. we're not two years old. It doesn't take a lot to kind of pick a, pick a book up and read it. But I think challenge myself more when it comes to um, reading and researching about um, like multiple different industries that kind of associate to my work and mm. trying to get a, a better kind of deeper level understanding of the ecosystem that like kind of my work is in um interesting and yeah because with what i do when i'm talking to all these various uh like fintech and like crypto companies like mm -hmm. i can i can i can hold a conversation i can pass them off to like relevant people and get them in the door but to actually have like a full hour dialogue where you dip into every sort of element and answer every single question and i know you take that that probably takes years of professional knowledge but uh, i think i'm definitely going to challenge myself on on that side recommend you. I, re I find it so 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 hard to read but in the last yeah. year i found the first two books that i've managed to sort of pull myself through uh with a large amounts of enjoyment uh one is called money by joseph um, oh yeah okay nice i've heard of that di very digestible yeah but it's just amazing it follows uh essentially the from the initial exception it, it skims over a lot of stuff but the initial inception of currency very and good it's just sir. such a mind melting thing to hear how we went from uh, something that sounds so obvious and so natural, but you know, them, him describing how they used to trade in wheat and stuff like that. And that, that's what banks held. Banks would hold wheat or cheese or. Yeah, farm crops. Yeah. Um, and it was most trade was done with, oh, I'll give you this cider if you can give me, you know, give me some of these, one of those pigs or whatever. And it's just. Yeah so wow. bizarre to think and everyone would work for farmers because that's the only way you get fed and uh just i and then going from that to someone that can polish shoes can do that all day long and then can go buy food with a with a coin mm. um money by yusuf Okay, yeah, that's a, that, that's a, it sounds like a heavy hitter. 
sweet okay it is it's just crazy to think how fast we came uh from that you know 300 years ago was the uh sorry yeah around 300 400 years ago was the inception of paper money wow and what was the other one if you had one uh, the other one was this book I'm reading at the minute. It's called Atlas Shrugged. Um, Atlas Shrugged. And that is the better of the two, but it's a meaty, meaty book. But it's uh, it really is. Um, By Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, yes, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Um, and she wrote it in the 1950s, and you would have thought it was re- written yesterday. Um very good. Very good. Okay. It's been recommended well, to me by a journalist, John Stossel, who I find fascinating as well. Well, everybody, there you go. There's some two really good Christmas reads to potentially get into. Yes. Um, Mostly if you're I interested s- to finance and. Yeah, well, I think maybe. maybe I, th- I think maybe... it's universally interesting to understand about currency. I think that that is needed. We, society needs a basic understanding of that. Yeah, I think the money one, you know. Uh, you know, you don't have to be interested in finance, I feel, to kind of dip into that book and kind of understand that. Because to be honest with you, those are the ones that end up being the most fascinating. Um, I read one, I think it was the, the craze a while ago. It was Yahari, um, what's his name? Yahari. It's the author who wrote Sapiens. Um, which is that famous one, yeah, Yuval Noah Harari. And essentially he kind of dips into a lot of different uh, elements. So like religion, love, um, like society. And, you know, on paper to most people, it would look like a very, very boring book, but it got obviously to number one on the New York Times because you know, you end up reading it and then once you finished it with it, you just have a little bit more of a, of a different outlook on life. And I suppose that's the aim sometimes of these these books, especially the one with, on, on money. So, mm. um, yeah, I think... An, out, uh, an outlook, so, you know, I've not studied economics um, professionally. I've only studied it as a hobby. But one thing that I struggle to describe, and it's my sort of my political outlook, and I just... I. I is, and it's this intangible thing, and it's the reason I have a hard time with government just printing and giving out money, which seems so virtuous. Um, and these books, I think, go well. I think Sapiens would be a good one to read next for me. There's an analogy that saying that technically a government guy comes along and he sees a prosperous shop, um, but he sees some unemployed people. And so what he does is he walks up to the shop and he goes, look, I've just created two jobs, a glass sweeper and a window repairman. Um, And it's this sort of point of view from government that uh, you see a successful business. And if you take from it, if you break it, uh, they are creating jobs um, and helping people. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, and it's like, well, yeah, if you, if you if you looked at it, you saw that guy smashing the window, you would see a couple of jobs emerge. But mm-hmm. we know in our heart, somewhere deep down, we know that that's not helping. You know? Yes. We know we can't, like, we struggle to explain 
the many different ways in which that that isn't right. Um, but at the same time, on paper, you're looking at two jobs that Jefferson created, two people now have more money in their pocket. So it's really hard to go um, why that doesn't work. But you, we mm. surely can all understand that if we just burnt down 500 homes, we wouldn't go, yay, loads of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, I've got a bit of a tangent there. I don't know that. Explains. I heard that expression the other day and I just thought it was interesting. And yeah, no, no, no. Um, I think we've definitely left uh, listeners on some, some interesting things to, to take away over Christmas. Um, but sadly, that's all we got time for. Oh, Charlie. Harry, what a year it's been. It has um, been a marvellous year, and this is one of the things I'm most excited to continue doing into next year. Actually, Charlie, that's my New Year's resolution. I am not going to miss one week on this. And if that's your my New Year's resolution, that is going to be exactly the same as mine. Um, and yeah, I, I can't actually count how many episodes uh, we've done, but I mean, we, I think we've kind of gone from strength to strength in terms mm-hmm. of the pod. Uh, we now have an amazing new logo feel of the brand and we'll be promoting and pushing out more content than ever next year um so stay tuned and look forward to that oh i am i'm very excited and i hope everybody has and have a nice christmas rest up everybody and looking forward to a amazing 2022 hurrah merry christmas merry christmas goodbye goodbye